You're listening to The Coffee Podcast, where our focus is people and our language is coffee. I'm Weston Peterson. I'm Jesse Hartman. West brings the quality. And Jesse brings the cafe. Today's coffee talk. Can, can you not? Can you not? Can you not? You see what we did there? So we were we put our heads together and we were like, how can we lose some listeners? And so we figured we would just uh, rant. And uh, so we're going to rant a little bit. That's right. Uh, so the topic is, can you not? And hopefully you see what we did there. Kenya. So this is my list of cafe Kenya knots. Um, it's a little Austin, Texas specific, but that's okay. That's perfectly it, fine. If you're not in Austin, you'll get to know us a little bit just from this conversation. So my first Kenya knot is breakfast tacos. Wow. I know. I said it. Kenya not. <laughs> Can I not? Uh, <laughs> so the Austin culture has taco wars right sure and it's mainly between like torchies and taco deli anyway if you don't know what those are it doesn't matter so tacos have made their way into uh coffee shops because people want breakfast tacos in In their coffee shops they want it in their coffee (laughs) right (laughs) basically yeah um and so um it's my opinion that we don't need to bring the coffee wars in the cafes. Like, the cafe should be a peaceful environment full of pastries and coffee. Maybe the occasional chai latte, you know, and of course a few tea selections. But this is, this is an unrealistic dream. Uh, but I do dream of never having to look at breakfast taco in the proverbial face again while trying to think of which coffee I want let me, from the coffee Let me board. tell you, I think there's something very off-putting about the smell of scrambled eggs and coffee in the morning. <laughs> I, perhaps it's just my, my preference, but those two do not go together. Well, let's think. The natural Ethiopian and a uh, fried egg. Roadkill. R- roadkill? <laughs> That's what it smells like. Good gravy. That's a leap. <laughs> Wes is full of leaps tonight, t- this morning, this evening, whenever you're listening. <laughs> this, yeah. Um, but, okay, so this is not what I'm saying. What are you saying? So what I am saying is the breakfast taco game, not about it. What I am about is coffee pairings. Absolutely. Which I think can happen with all sorts of treats, but like pastries um, and coffee are just obviously go together. Let me ask you. Kenya pair coffee and chocolate. Oh yeah. Hmm. What about Ken Kenya Kenya oh, yeah. Kenya pair uh coffee and cigars? Uh I've never done that it. That was a little tougher. Kenya pair <laughs> coffee and whiskey. Coffee and whiskey. I know there's coffee cocktails. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine I feel like that would not be a bad idea. Maybe a rye. Something a little spicy. Whoa, that's kind of Yeah. Kenya n- not? N- not not a tequila not though. That? Probably not tequila. Alright. So my next Kenya knot, which is also kind of just a talking point, is what I like to call sugar bombs. Sugar bombs. And yeah, I debated whether or not I would call them sugar mamas, but we 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 just we, we officially decided. Yeah, we were between sugar mamas and sugar daddies, and then sugar babies ended up in the conversation somehow. Yeah, and we were like, you know, let's just throw all of this out the window. <laughs> sugar bombs and call is, them is sugar bombs. Settled. So remember that song, "Dirty Little Secret." In the early 2000s, it played on the radio. Like, literally, how does it go a little bit? No, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah. But you know the one. <laughs> um, 
so these these little devils are kind of like that song. They're a dirty little secret. It's the coffee run off in the night to get while nobody's looking. It's the what would we call it? Our guilty. It's the guilt guilty pleasure coffee. Yeah. You know when you're like, man, I really want something sweet. Like man, I hope I really no like one sees me drinking this. It yeah. Or it's that coffee where you're drinking it and you're like, this is so good. I don't know what's in it. <laughs> yeah. Those are the sugar bombs. So, you know, I'm saying can you not, but it's mainly a joke because we all have those. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think, uh, what was yours, Wes? We kind of we talked about what Dude, yours might be. Yeah, I just love avocados. So Ice cream and this espresso. Is, this is so debatable. Like, can is you, that a dessert or is that a, is that a it is a, sugar it bomb? It is a straight up dessert. So it's a sugar bomb. Uh, but I will still <laughs> consume them to this the, day, dude. The paleo realm would call that a sugar dragon. They would call that a cheat day, wouldn't they? A cheat day? No, like, <laughs> First coffee, then paleo. <laughs> the coffee podcast. All right. Um, so for me, I think what I crave the most is like uh, just a little... Just like Don't a, tell me a mocha latte. No, I wasn't going to say... I do... <laughs> Hey, I got a really good friend that I really respect who loves mochas. Yeah, they're not bad. And he he can pull some rad shots. Okay. Um. Anyway, yeah. What's your guilty pleasure drink? Uh, you know, I was trying to think of it. Uh, Oh, I remember it was the Texas pecan. Oh, that's the one that I got so much flack for. Yeah. Yeah, the Texas pecan. It's like flavored (laughs) pecan coffee. That's like it smells so. That's like a guilty pleasure coffee being like French vanilla. Yeah, it's kind of similar to that, I guess. Like you walk up to someone and. Okay, so here's the, here's yeah, the engaging part. So you guys on Instagram, tell us what your guilty pleasure coffee is because we want to know what your sugar bomb is. But can you not? Just can you? Yeah. Or just can you? Yeah, can you do that for us, please? <laughs> can you? All right. Uh, next up on our can you not nitro cold brew. Wow. Oops. Whoops. I said it. So this is kind of like a. Is it a trend? Hmm. Is it a fad? Is it for real? Dude, it is a, such a fad. F-A-D. Oh, not F-A. Okay, fad. Fad. <laughs> what do you think I said? I don't know what, it, what I thought you said. <laughs> um, so it's a fad, maybe. Um, I've had some really bad cold brew, but it has nitro in it. And I've had really good cold brew that can be corrupted by nitro. I'm not saying nitro cold brew is bad at all, but I am saying it seems like it's a fad. It, yeah, I would agree. Um, so I'm going to quote... Uh, an interesting article that some of you probably have already read because it's kind of old news, but hey, we're all about it. So, uh, Hadley Malcolm from USA Today uh, wrote an article on Starbucks. Yes, the Starbucks mm. um, is going to introduce their own nitro cold brew. And I quote, the Seattle-based coffee company said Tuesday it will introduce a nitrogen-infused version of the cold brew coffee in stores as it aims to capitalize on the explosive growth in chilled coffee drinks, end quote. Chilled. Well, I'll tell you That's what, so man. Chilled. You know, nitro cold brew coffee has flooded the social media realm. Like, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's every- all I see. People are flipping their lids. It's. I just don't get it. Well, let's let's talk about why it made the Kenya not list. I, why I have did some it make points. the Kenya not list? So I worked at a shop um, for a while, and we had nitro cold brew, um, and I was just kind of indifferent to it. And then we started to make our own cold brew, and it was from uh, selected beans, 
and Wes is just losing his mind over here. It was from Selected Beans, and uh, it was delicious. And then we we added uh, nitro to it just because it was popular, and we're like, well, this is what people want, and it lost a lot of its umph. So I really think nitro can kind of corrupt um, the flavors uh, in a cold brew coffee. Now correct, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is I believe that the nitro cold brew is really only about the texture. Um, it, it's very much a visual texture appeal. It's like sort the of thing. frothy, um, kind of like stout head of like I'm, foam. I'm trying to think of the equivalent in like other beverage, you know, oh, like other a, like a, um, you know, when they set the alcohol on fire. What, what's that drink called? I don't know. Somebody mm-hmm. here, somebody listening knows, but I, I imagine that that cocktail or whatever is not that good, but it's all for the show. Well, I know that Guinness was like a nitrogen beer, right? Like, aren't those beers Guinness? Nitri- Guinness? <laughs> no, Guinness world record, bro. <laughs> like a Guinness, <laughs> like a guinea pig. <laughs> oh no, it is like Guinness, but Guinness beer is amazing. So. But it's it's uh, uh, I did say that nit- I do love Guinness. Yeah, yeah, but it's like nitro beer. Oh yeah, it's delicious. So I think along that line. Uh, they were trying to tap into the frothy deliciousness of a guinea pig beer, <laughs> and uh, and it just caught on in the coffee world. So this is my challenge to our listeners: is next time you go into a coffee shop and they have nitro cold brew, sure, go for it, go for it, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to challenge you to go for an iced americano. Oh. Well, you haven't had a good iced americano. I don't believe in iced americano. Oh, I. This is a. The, I, we just opened a can of worms. We'll save this for a later date. Because okay. ice Americanos are so hot right now. Dude, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Bro, I thought cold coffee was so hot right it now. It is cold coffee. It's ice Americano. Debatable. Dateable. All right, let's move on. <laughs> so, Wes has put together a can you do? And can you don't? Well, no, we just did the can you don't. Oh, we you did? also have can you don't. Dude, I've got a list here. All right. That's... I'm just going to like fire them off. All right. Fire. Can you not, right? Can you not roast Kenya's too light? Oh. All I taste is lemongrass, people. I cannot tell you <laughs> how many bags of Kenya I purchase from these select roasters, and I'm like, super excited. I get home, I open up the bags, and I'm looking at these under-roasted beans. I think you told me one time you actually opened the bag and there was a coffee plant inside it was, the it bag. Was, it was green. It wasn't even brown. It was green <laughs> be- they, they They shipped green beans. Uh, it's it's not good. You know, what, I'm all about light roasts. What, what light you, roast profiles are awesome. But there is a point, and you've got to be able to catch this. In cuppers, in roasters, this is your job to catch this when a coffee is not properly developed. And it is getting out of hand. You don't want Let that me fish you, flopping on the deck. Dude, I have thrown away full bags of coffee for underdeveloped roast profiles. I cannot stand it. Wow. Have you just, just don't. Can you not? Exactly right. All right. But here is some, on a positive note, Kenya do's. Can you pull some spro with Kenya? Well, why not? Well, yeah, I haven't seen Kenya pulled. You should try everything on spro. I'm a spro fiend. Like, throw it on the espresso machine, grind it up real fine, pull it out. Dude, I'll tell you what not to put on the espresso machine. Some of that... Panama geisha. Oh my. Talk about like 
$20 a shot right there. He's probably not doing it right. I'm just saying, dude, it's expensive <laughs> coffee, bro. You're spending like 60 bucks for 10 ounces. You should really try coffee. You're pulling as like a five dollar espresso shot right there. Here, I have a can you do. Can you try coffee in every way you can? Awesome. I'd love that one. Hey, let's coin that. Coin it. Uh then let's do another can you don't. Can you not brew Kenya's for your gramps? <laughs> the acidity will hurt his stomach. Dude, I was visiting my grandfather uh a few months ago, maybe it was years that ago. That makes you a very good grandson. So let me just And I was you. so pumped to bring my gramps some Kenya coffee. I was like, he's gonna love it. He's gonna he's never tried anything like this before. I'm gonna convert his soul right here with this cup of coffee. And wait, was it a Kenya AA? Like from last year? It was a Kenya and uh, no, it might have been maybe. Might have been. How can you not remember? This I don't is a remember. very important But I moment. do remember his reaction to this highly acidic cup of coffee. And it was plenty of bathroom breaks. <laughs> TMI. That's too much information for all you for all you gramps out there. He did not like it, you know. And my grandmother didn't really like it either. And it's just one of those things where, uh, if you can't handle high acidity, uh, you know, stay clear from those Kenyas because those Kenyas are palate poppers. I don't. I don't think I'm. I'm gonna like embrace that phrasing. But okay, let's move on to the next Kenya. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, can you do a pour over? Heck yeah, let's do Kenya pour overs. I'm all about that clarity. I'd rather have wait a, pour over. Oh, you, okay. You mean like a filtered pour over? I'm exactly a filtered pour over. See, this what is, other kind of pour over are we talking about? Well, here? we're just ranting. Today, An immersion like we pour said. over. Well, it's technically I'm pouring the coffee over the I'm over pouring the, the water over the, over the beans. I'm yeah, pouring over. Specify. It. I can't so, do it upside down. Let's Kenya pour uh, filtered coffee. There you go. You know Absolutely, what? I say do it. You know what? Kenya, especially last year, the AAs, and I guess the ABs because screen size is the only difference, right? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. So those coffees were phenomenal. And I feel like it would be good any way you brewed it. Like, seriously. You know, you do have a point there because I think it is one of the hardest things to uh, recreate is the flavor you get when you cup a coffee. Coffee at its most pure form. Which we have some exciting stuff to talk about in the future about some home equipment. That's right. Uh, that is That's emulating right. that very thing. Well, they're trying to. And, in fact, this has been the, the guide or the, the goal of many barista champions as they try to perfect this cup of coffee. What they're trying to do is tap into that flavor profile, that cupping profile that you get at its most pure form, which is the cupping you know table. what you know what i'm thinking i'm thinking i'm going to go compete as a barista yeah and just cup just bring out i'm just gonna bring out little the cupping, cupping cups the lids yeah the whole bit but i'm gonna use the science we learned from previous episodes about how cup matters and use like different kinds of cups to change the experience you know what there was this really cool kickstarter um device and it was actually kind of uh based off of the cupping protocol so this guy invented a glass cylinder that you treat exactly like a cupping you break the crust you skim the slurry and then the sediment starts to fall down into this little bottom that he corks and when he corks the bottom it keeps the grounds from going into the brew and at this point he could pour out into individual taster cups for people to try 
I like that. So he essentially was making a coffee as you would cup it, but was able to hold back the, the grounds and pour individual cups so that people could just take up a little sip and taste it. And it was... Like, comp- <laughs> or just drink it like a cup of coffee. Huh. It was comparable to what a cupping would be like. Well, there you go. So can you try that out? Well, it failed on Kickstarter, so you can't. Well, that's really... Man, what a dark turn. <laughs> but I think uh, Espresso Supply or uh, Rattleware or someone has picked him up. You better get a link on you that. You can now buy that online. Um, but yeah, oh, you know, I want to add that to my list. Can you cut more coffees? Yes, you can. And you should do it. Can, can you cut more coffees? Uh, but I'll tell you what you should do. Can you not? You should not spill your Kenya coffee. Like Wes uh, does... When he when he arrow presses and and frequently I, I spill Kenya coffee. If you if you here here's a very true thing. If you're doing an arrow press and you work out too much, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna mess it up <laughs> and you're gonna spray Kenya coffee. It takes finesse to work the arrow press. People. Yeah, it takes coalescence <laughs> and finesse, <laughs> which I lack <laughs> in both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but don't spill that mm. Kenyan coffee. It's too good for that. Um, but here, I'll give you another one. And this one you can take to the bank. Do yourself a favor and buy more Kenyan coffee. Yeah, definitely. I, of all the coffees, seriously, Kenya last year especially just blew my mind. This year it was Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea this I mean, how year, many man. times have we said the words PNG or Papua New Guinea this year? We've said it quite a bit. And we expect Kenyans to come... Back in full. Uh, yeah, we're just not starting. No, res- no research, not starting to see. Which we're sipping on Kenya <laughs> right now. So, oh no, no, we were. Yeah, we were. <laughs> no, we're, we were sipping on we some Kenya uh, coffees. Good gravy. Good gravy. Oh my goodness. So, what is the point of all this? Well, the point of this was to emphasize a particular coffee, in particular, <laughs> Kenya. So, what really is so special about Kenyan coffee? Well, I'll tell you one thing that's special about Kenyan coffees. Yeah, what? Well, have you ever seen a Kenyan natural? I have never in my entire days, in all my days of living, in all my days of sleeping, I've never even dreamt of a natural Kenyan coffee. Dude, I think it's like the... uh, the Loch Ness Monster. I've heard about it. I've seen... Pictures of it. I've seen reviews of it. Oh, okay. And pictures. <laughs> and descriptors. But I've not physically held, seen, smelled, tasted. For yourself. Exactly. Well, this kind of opens up a little bit of a potential train wreck of a conversation that's right that is dates back even before 2010 that's right about oh man i can't believe we're gonna we're gonna bring this up here naturals versus washed washed oops oh man yeah here it is it's the natural debate then <laughs> it's the natural way of conversation in the coffee realm as a listener here on the coffee podcast, do you prefer the naturals or do you prefer the washed? 
If you don't know what those are, we outline those in our episode, what I say, 20, and it's called Pulp Fiction. That's right. In that episode, we went through and described the different processing in which uh, washed coffees, honey processed coffees, and natural coffees. And then we talked a little bit, I think, about La Palma's um, lactic lactic acid process, which is, there's more on that much later. That's right. But you know what? I do find it interesting rather interesting to see that intelligentsia in roasters like that such as Stumptown, will not carry a naturally processed coffee one is... thing we do know about naturally processed coffees is that they require a water source a constant water source in order to wash coffees so you'll often find natural coffees in locations that do not have a lot of water Um, Sometimes with these naturally processed coffees, in fact, most times, you will find what we call underripe beans that do not properly develop in the roast. Now, when that happens, those are called Quakers. Does that ring a bell? Quakers? Quakers? We discussed back a few episodes ago about the green coffee specifications for specialty coffee grade or specialty grade coffee. And in that definition, one of the defining points of a specialty grade coffee is a coffee that has no Quakers. No Quakers are permitted in a specialty grade coffee according to the Green Coffee Quality Institute. Now, does that mean that naturally processed or dry processed coffees are not special? No. It does not mean they're not special. They're special. Yeah, I, I think you have to be careful of polarizing things when you're making arguments about things. Are washed coffees more complex than natural coffees? In my opinion, I taste more complexities in a washed. Right. But I will say that I have had some rather complex naturals. Now... But that's always a surprising experience. It is. The, right. the, for the most part, I would say washed coffees tend to show more complexity on uh, on a more consistent basis than your naturally processed coffees. Uh, even going back into episode 20 when we discussed how naturally processed coffees are fermented in their pulp, these beans actually take on the flavor of the cherry, the pulp. That is surrounding them. So you can see how a lot of these naturally processed coffees will start to taste the same. Not exactly the same. Because we know that an Ethiopian natural tastes different than a Costa Rican natural, which tastes different than a Brazil. Of course, we all know that. But the fact of the matter is, a naturally processed coffee is going to taste like cherry pulp. It's going to have a pulped cherry flavor. Um, which can be very delightful. In fact, it makes an incredible espresso blend mixed with some other, you know, variable origins. Right. But what it is lacking is a lot of the floral, sugar browning, bittering aspect flavors that you will find in these washed coffees, like our Kenya washed coffees yeah i and i find too that natural coffees on the espresso machine um so, sorry did i say natural washed i don't think you said i think you just said natural I think my brain is just 
messing up in, inside. Uh, but natural coffees are really kind of easy um, to dial in on espresso. And that's a risky statement because I know a lot of you are on espresso machines. But that just seems to be true. You can kind of pull it here. You can pull it there. It's not so much that it's versatile as it just has a large margin of error. Like you can... It's kind of hard to mess it up because it all tastes the same. Almost. Almost, almost everywhere you pull it. It's not... I mean, again... You can pull it in ways that are that are special, but the washed coffees are the ones you can really yank really incredible and interesting things out of. Um, uh, for example, like we just did a coffee the other day um, that was um, extremely nutty, like almond, but also had like a clove aspect to it. And you just can't get those sort of things out of a natural coffee. Naturally processed coffees tend to be on the fruity side. Right. But... Um, but they kind of like put themselves in a corner. And yeah. any, anyway, can you... Can you... <laughs> what? Can you... <laughs> I messed up our own phrase. Can, can, you, can you try more washed, washed coffees? Coffee. And see what you think. See if you start to notice something. Um, and we're going to link uh, to uh, Jim Seven's blog. Who This guy's been writing about coffee for quite some time. Uh, and back in 2010, he he uh, made a lot of points about what he calls the naturals debate, um, which we've noticed has been going on for longer than what six years. It's yep. This has been going on for a long time. So these conversations um, are still happening, and we're part of those conversations. You're part of those conversations. But let's move on because this isn't just about processes. This is about Kenya coffee. Um. So. An important fact, um, just for you to take home in your head when you're thinking about Kenya coffees, is uh, though coffee was reported uh, Kenya's third largest export in 2014, roughly 6 million Kenyans work in the coffee industry. Wow, so what you're saying is that coffee plays a large economic uh, role in Kenya. Right. It's... I mean, in, in, back in 2012, it was the second most exported good. I think you mean the third. No, in 2012. It was the third next to freshly cut flowers. Oh, wait. Was 2014 was third? 2014 was fourth. Oh, fourth. I'm sorry. Don't yeah. listen to Jesse. He's had miss- too much Kenyan coffee. <laughs> I've had too, I have had too much coffee. So, yeah, just to clarify. So, in 2012, it was the third most exported. Next to freshly cut flowers. Which is super interesting. That is, <laughs> freshly cut flowers was second, uh, and tea was first. And yeah. then in 2014, it dropped down to fourth. Yes. Which is weird to me because I felt like I was buying so much Kenya coffee. Well, I mean, but it's think just, about it. It's it's fourth most exported of the entire country, which is right. It's a really really large export. Um, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna attach an atlas uh, little little pic that you can click on and go. Oh wow, that's it's very cool to watch. And, and there's not <laughs> the the next thing we can talk about uh, is given to us by the USDA Foreign Agricultural Service Gain Report Global Agricultural Information Network. And wow, mouthful, right? That was awesome. Um, something I wanted to bring up, which I thought was really interesting. Um, is at the bottom of this list, and we're going to link this as well, it has the leading export destinations for Kenya coffee. And I want to list off for you guys Very cool. the export destinations in order from most quantity, starting at 
9,406 tons of coffee. Oh my goodness. Was this back in 2012 or are you reading the 2013-14 oh, should stat? I? Okay, let, let Let's me... Let's read 2014. <laughs> <laughs> okay, starting at the, the most at 10,729 tons and wow. all the way at the littlest amount at 1,085 tons, which is still a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, Germany was number one, then Belgium, United States. How many bags did the United States pull in? Um... Tons was 6,657. Well, I wonder how many containers of coffee that was. Probably. I wonder if I tasted any of those containers. Oh, I did. I'm sure you did. That's cool. Um, so after the United States, Sweden, Finland, Korea South. Do you mean South Korea? Listen, I'm just reading it. <laughs> France, Sudan, the United Kingdom, and last but not least... Canada. I wonder if Australia got any <laughs> imports from Kenya in 2013. Um, doesn't look like it. Well, I'm sure they did. I bet you that they're just like not on the list there. That the, might just be like top. Well, the source for this was a Kenya's Coffee Directorate. So, dude, I'm telling you, I know Australian roasters have Kenya. Let's, dude, let's reach out, dude. Um, let me. I can think of one off the top of my head. Uh, Supreme Coffee Roasters. Wait, top of your head, kind of like the head on a on a nitro coffee yeah just i'm pouring out nitro right now mentally speaking yes supreme coffee australia roasts a killer kenya aa where, or they did last year where did they source it from you'll have to ask them pick yourself up a bag supreme coffee australia <sighs> plug and check bro you're listening to the coffee podcast where focus is people and our language is coffee happy brewing can you not